Hey, welcome to the Afikra Community Podcast. This series features a presentation every single episode given by a member of the Afikra community. Every single one of these people you should know is not an expert in what they are talking about, but rather they are driven by their authentic curiosity to learn something new about the Arab world, its histories and its cultures. Each one of these presentations is the product of the person going through our workshop series, finding a topic that they're curious about, honing that question with us, and developing it into a compelling presentation. Some of these are long presentations, about 45 minutes, and some of them are what we call African Forwards, where they're simply recommending something for you to check out. The goal is to highlight scholarship that already exists, to celebrate it, and to learn. I hope you enjoy it. If you're interested in learning more, go to africa.com slash library. Thanks. Hi, everyone. My name is Maha, as Nisreen introduced. I am a DC Africa ambassador, and this is my third presentation, and I'm really excited about this one. I think this is my favorite yet. Um, but I'm going to be talking today about an interesting musical fusion, um, which is the band Hanin Isong Cubano, which is um, an Arab Cuban band and their seminal album, I would say Arabi Cubano, but this is Arabo Cubano, so we'll say that. Um, so Hanini San Cubano is a music group that was formed in 2002. Um, and like I mentioned, it merges Cuban and Arabic music um, with a really heavy emphasis on traditional Arabic ballads. Um, and I discovered them on my quest to research more about the Arab community in Cuba because my partner is Cuban, um, but also through this really great book called Rebel Music. Um, it's all about um, race and, and Islam. And um, it's by this great author named Hisham Aizin who talks about it um, in kind of the greater context of um, pan-Arabism and Latin American solidarity. Um, and through them, I found this awesome music group. So the group was formed actually originally in the 1990s um, when um, a really famous uh, Producer, and he's often called the Prince of Lebanon or Beirut's nightlife, um, Michael Efridatis, came up with the music con uh, concept because he was actually exiled in Havana during the time. Um, he was, um, it led to the formation of the group, um, but, and it really paved the way for this mix of fusions between um, not only traditional Arabic music, but Arabic music more broadly with um, uh, Cuban uh, melodies and, and Cuban background. Um, and it spoke to this new genre of tropicalism meets Orientalism, um, which I thought was a really fascinating way to describe um, both of these genres that speak to kind of larger socio-cultural contexts. Um, this is him, um, and this is the main singer, Hanin, who is um, Lebanese, and these are the members of the band who I'll get into in a bit. Um, so as he was kind of sitting in a cafe in Havana, um, he was just surrounded by all these Afro-Cuban sounds, and he began to sing Esmahen's really famous song, Habibi Da'ala, which, um, if you guys noticed on the Afikra Instagram, was mentioned the other day, and it was just a great insight into um, the 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 really the group's emphasis on traditional Arabic uh, melodies. And then of course, when we think of traditional Arabic, er, traditional Arabic ballads and melodies, we have to think of Esmahan, who was um, one of the queens um, of, of Arabic music. So the idea of this fusion came together and it just kind of instantly, um, he thought it was, it needed to come to life and he began his quest. So I'm gonna play just like 10 seconds of it. So you guys get a sense of what it sounds like and then I'll get into some of the other details. This is based on Esmehan's Yahabibi Ba'ala. Mm -hmm. 
guys can hear, you can hear your, oh, I'm almost ready to sing the song, but you can also hear in the background that really interesting, very traditional Cuban kind of um, melody getting, making its way through. So um, the, the band in the group, he, Michael or Michelle really credits um, the, the idea of longing. And I think in Arabic, there's a specific term that we think about this um, known as orba, but it's really prominent in both cultures, both in Cuban culture, where there's a, a very emph big emphasis on longing of the homeland by many exiled Cubans. Um, and this also came to life um, for many Lebanese diaspora, where there was a longing for a return to the Lebanon that they um, knew and wanted to be a part of. And so, um, kind of the idea of longing in both cultures perfectly came up um, for him. Um, and one of the most famous songs by this group um, is a song um, titled The Orphan. And it's essentially about that longing um, in the idea in both Arabic and kind of Spanish and, and Cuban culture. Um, he kind of believes that the elements exist in their own world, but it just took producing to bring them together and that these cultures were so closely tied together um, and that music was the best way to showcase um, their fusion. Um, and then of course he credits kind of the flamenco and, and a heavy Andalusian emphasis from that era um, that has really shaped both Cuban music and a lot of Arabic music. Um, this is a, a clip of the full um, band. You can see that most of the band members, actually all the band members are Afro-Cuban. And then the main singer, Hanin, is here, um, is a young and powerful singer from Beirut. And then this is Michelle. Um, and this is an article from 2003 where they performed in Jordan. Um, they did a worldwide tour throughout um, Latin America and their world. So um, he essentially decided that this needed to become a reality, and he um, knew that he wanted to include emphasis on traditional Arabic ballads. So he ensured that samples from Hamad Abdul Wahab, Abdul Halim Hafiz, Farid Al Atrash, Fairuz, and Esmahan were all in the first album, but they were rearranged in a salsa or bolero or cha cha um, style that, of course, made the fusion um, with Cuban music possible. Um, the album was number one in Lebanon for a whole year. Um, in the early 2000s. And then, of course, as I mentioned, they toured the region. So I'm going to play this really great promo clip that they did for their um, tour that I thought was just so cool. <laughs> there since we don't have that much time, but you guys can see kind of the elements um, of screenshots of both Beirut and Havana intertwined um, with, of course, that Cuban melody in the background. I, I thought it was really beautiful. So um, in order to get the band started, he auditioned hundreds of people, both in Havana and Lebanon. He wanted to choose the best of the best. Um, and he actually was able to recruit a really big Cuban um, legendary vocalist, uh, Marcelino Linares. Um, and then he was able to recruit Hanin Abu Shakra, who is a really young, was a young singer from Lebanon at the time. Um, but the reason he thought she was the perfect fit because of her was her comfort in singing kind of these classical Arabic um, melodies that were really important. Um, I'm going to play just 10 more seconds of an interview with them. Um, that, um, and in this interview, you'll see some of the um, Cuban band members talk about what they think about this fusion. <laughs> Okay. 
ان احنا لا نقشط من الايم في الموسيقى الكوبيه ولا من الايم في الموسيقى العربيه. Primero, entenderla de nosotros. Y como llevo tiempo aquí, ya entiendo la música árabe y ya sé cómo se mueve. Ya soy un árabe. So you can see there the band members were just really impressed by Hanin's ability to kind of switch into the melodies of either culture. Um, and I really love the line where he calls himself an Arab at the end. I just thought it was like a really beautiful cross-culture um, moment. Um, so there's, I think, a larger element to the to the band that um, I think could definitely be turned into a longer presentation. So I won't spend too much time on it. But um, there's really important themes of Cuban folklore that are mentioned throughout the um, songs and even throughout the music videos. There's a specific music video where you can kind of see Hanina Boshakra's role as um, this Moresca, this like Moorish woman that has kind of an importance during the Cuban Revolution as both um, kind of a symbol of the colonizer, but also a symbol of the importance of kind of the next phase of Cuba. Um, and of course, the emphasis on kind of Afro-Cubans. Um, the, the video is really interesting. I, I encourage you guys all to watch it. But um, I think there's an important larger theme here about Cuba's maybe Moorish origins and um, Arab-Latin solidarity that come to life through this band. And I think that was Michelle's original intention was to have this larger kind of socio-political um, concepts through the form of music. Um, and I think in that book that I mentioned earlier, he picks up on that as well. Um, I'm running late on time, so I won't show this last video, but it, it's a really interesting, just a live performance that they did in Beirut. And it's it's really beautiful. You can tell that all the Cuban singers are just so excited to be there and, and be performing. And um, sadly, they haven't released another album after this first seminal one, um, but you guys should all check it out. I put the playlist here and they're on Spotify. Um, and then here are some of the resources. This is a really great resource on um, just an interactive visualization of the Arabs in Cuba, which I hope to turn into a future presentation later. Um, so definitely keep your eyes out on this, but um, just more sources on um, the history of Arabs in Cuba and, and kind of that fusion. Um, I think that is it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Four quick final notes. The first is, if you feel like watching this presentation in video form, look us up on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell, do all that good stuff. Second is, if you ever feel like attending these events, we have them every Saturday, and you can find out more information at afikta.com slash RSVP. The third is, if you feel like developing a community presentation, we have workshops that are free and open to all every two weeks. You can go to afikta.com slash workshop. And the fourth is that our work is made possible by the hundreds of people around the world who are inspired by our work and want to build this movement. Please consider becoming one of them and supporting our, our work at afikra.com support. Thanks so much. Have a great day and see you next time.